Hi guys, this is Legend, and this is our listener stories. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are going to read the things that you have sent to us. Well, this episode is actually our introductory episode to our listener stories. So we are going to read one one story. Well, it's multiple stories, but it's one by a very amazing person that Amy will tell you about. But I kind of want to lay out the ground rules. I don't know if they're rules, but what we're looking for in a listener story, basically. First of all, you got to let us know if we can use your name or not. We would really appreciate that. Because if you don't specifically tell us, we're going to cut your name out. We're not going to use it. So if you want to be shouted out, got to let us know if that's okay. Uh, Second, we just want your weird shit. Doesn't matter really what it is. Creepy, yep. weird. We don't have like a we only want ghost stories or something. No, we want it all. Yeah, we want it all. We want to hear everything. Anything. Also, if you could add your pronouns. Yes, please. We don't want to offend. And I mean, really, that's it for our listener stories. Otherwise, it's free game. We will never cut anything out. No. So Unless you want, unless you like put in there, don't say this, but blah, 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 blah. Yes. Then we will, we will cut out what you don't want us to say. But for the most part, we won't. Yeah. We won't cut anything. It's just for fun and to be more involved with you guys. We would really like to hear, you know, your stories. We love weird shit and we We do hearing about it. (laughs) Yes. And we're going to have Amy tell you a little bit about this specific listener story okay so this was sent to us by a lovely lady on instagram well technically she emailed it to us but we connected over instagram her instagram is bohemian ink studios all one word and she does amazing art and we connected through 100 days of Halloween when we were doing that challenge and trying to put pictures up all the time. But then we also both ended up doing the Mabs Drawloween, which was so fun. She had a little character that like went through all of the prompts and it was so cool. We just had a whole bunch of random shit. And she's extremely (laughs) talented. Yeah, she is. She's really good. Plus, she is a hilarious human. And this story is going to crack everyone up, I'm pretty sure. So I think so too. Okay, so we are going to start reading her story. It starts with Hi, Amy and Sam. I'm really enjoying your podcast, and I think you'll like my stories that I have. Well, at least I hope you will. I have a bit of a history of weird stuff happening that I can't quite explain, although I would probably describe myself as a bit of a skeptic, and that I don't really believe any of the ghost hunting shows and stuff like that. But at the same time, I fully appreciate that weird, unexplainable stuff happens. So who really knows, right? So I figure I'll tell you about the smaller incidents first. Then I'll go into the bigger ones that truly freaked me out. Oh, FYI, it's really long. (laughs) I'm sorry, but hopefully you'll you'll enjoy them. They are 100% true and accurate. And I swear to you, I'm not a loony. 
I'm intelligent and realistic, but apparently I also attract weird shit. (laughs) From interacting with her on Instagram, I 100% believe she is not a loony. (laughs) I I don't think so either. The first thing I can remember happening was when I was about 10, I think. We moved around a lot when I was a kid, and I tend to remember stuff based off where we were living at the time. So I'm pretty sure I was 10, maybe 11 at the oldest. We were living in this old house in the country. And when I say old, we're in Australia. So not like hundreds of years old, but (laughs) still old, like built in, I think, maybe the 1920s. This took place in the 80s. I'm now 46. I'm old. You're not old. (laughs) Definitely not. Anyway, this one night, it was summer, so it was hot. And I remember not having a lot of blankets on probably just a sheet. So I'm fast asleep and I woke up because I could feel the sheet underneath me moving as if, (laughs) as if it was being tugged at from underneath. I was laying on my belly and I opened my eyes and actually saw the sheet move. So I freaked out, of course, and started screaming and sat up. My parents came running in and lo and behold, there's there's a giant arse spider. I love it. <laughs> we do. <laughs> On the wall, right above where my head was. I'm super, super arachnophobic. And here in Australia, we have lots of giant spiders. This one was a huntsman. You can look them up. They're harmless, but scary as fuck to look at. Have you seen one? I have, and I love them. I want to see one in person so bad. They're humongous. I know. I'm glad to know that they're not, you know, harmful. I didn't know that. I thought they were. Same. But I love spiders, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I got it in my head that it was my granddad, who I never met. He died when my dad was like three, looking out for me, letting me know that I needed to wake up to move. I have no reason to think this. But that is just what I felt. Aw, that's actually kind of really sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, next episode happened when I was a little bit older, maybe 14-ish. I was staying at my grandparents' house and I was laying in bed, just kind of not quite dreaming. You know when you're sleepy but not actually asleep? Yes. That kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just laying there probably dreaming about Bon Jovi because it was right about (laughs) when Blaze of Glory came out, haha, like 1990 or 91. Then I see this glowing circle just bobbing up and down in the corner near the door. Super, super weird. I do not believe in orbs, me neither, girl, (laughs) going up on our photos being supernatural. It's just dust for fuck's sake. But Speaking of, it does not say for fuck's sake. It says FFS. (laughs) <laughs> it does not say for fuck's sake but i'm pretty sure that's what ffs means yeah and i learned something i'm so excited i know amy had to ask me what it meant i was like mm, fuck for fuck's sake i'm gonna put it in everything now ffs <laughs> but i cannot explain this nor can i explain the feeling i had watching it i was so calm it was the most peaceful feeling in this glowing circle well probably orb was about the size of maybe a doll's head, completely round, glowing and slowly moving up and down the corner of the wall, just smoothly moving. It was so weird. 
but it went away and I didn't feel scared. So whatever, right? What if it wanted her to follow it? Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then she didn't. So it was just like, well, fine. And it left. <laughs> it was like, okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> also, Bon Jovi. <laughs> so funny. My mom was obsessed with Bon Jovi. That's funny. <laughs> like the way he looked. Next thing that happened was when I was 17. So about 1993. And it was awful and freaky. And I still get goosebumps when I think about it. We were at this point living in a house that was around maybe 50 or 60 years old. Moving on up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there were a couple of places in the house that felt just off. The room that was my bedroom was at the back of the house. And I had three incidents in this room before I was like, fuck this and moved into a different bedroom. (laughs) First incident was... That I woke up one night and saw, I kid you not, a ghost lady standing. Well, hovering is probably more accurate, in the doorway. She was all dressed in a long white nightgown with long hair and a braid at the back of her head. But it came over her shoulder because it was super long. And she was just like there, not doing anything, (laughs) not moving, just there. I fucking nearly shit my pants. <laughs> Best line ever. <laughs> I did I did the obvious thing to do and pulled the blankets up over my head and repeated to myself, it's just a dream. It's not real. LOL. Like a typical kid in a scary movie. Exactly like that. And I don't know how long I stayed there for, but when I eventually got up the courage to peek out of the blanket, she was gone. Literally, that's how I deal with things that scare me. If I can't see it, it can't see me. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like how you would deal with it. And ladies in white, man. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're, like, they're it's to, a thing. They're out to make people piss themselves. Or no, <laughs> shit themselves. Sorry. Shit themselves, yes. yes. Nearly. Yeah, nearly. <laughs> At some point further in the future, maybe a couple months later, I can't remember, I was sitting on my bed doing homework or something. I had music on and our dog, a big old old English sheepdog named Bobby, was on my bed happily snoozing away. She was a great guard dog. She bit the feet of a peeping Tom that went around the neighborhood at one point. The fuck? (laughs) I hope that person got arrested. Me too. She was big and beautiful and gosh, I miss her. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. And don't. Don't yeah, ever, never apologize. Don't ever be apologetic for missing a pet. Never. never. So I'm on my bed and Bobby is fast asleep next to me. And all of a sudden she lifts her head up, but slowly, like she's not awake really. And then she slowly moves her head up as if she's watching something going from one side of the room to the other. The hair on the back of my neck stood up right at the same time as she lifted her head. And I again nearly shit my pants. <laughs> I was so freaked out. I couldn't see anything at all, but the dog very, very clearly could. She started to do this little grumbly growl, and then she like flopped her head back down and shut her eyes as if she'd never been awake to begin with. Probably not a surprise that I highlight. Probably not a surprise <laughs> that I hightailed it out and did my homework in the living room after that. Can't blame you. No, no. The last thing that happened in this room 
And the thing that made me go, nope, not going back in that room ever was this. I was asleep. It was summer and my bed was in the corner of the room with windows above it. The kind that wrap around the corner of the room. I had roller blinds on the windows and they were down because actually of the peeping Tom incidents that had happened just before this. My sister was in the a different bedroom and was recovering from a car accident. Relevant in a minute. I remember opening my eyes because I woke up thinking something was touching my head. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, gross. Like, not just touching, though. It felt as if someone had their hands over my head and was tapping my head with their fingertips. Ew. <laughs> it was the freakiest thing I have ever felt in my life. I realized as I opened my eyes that I was dreaming, that I wasn't dreaming because I could still feel it. I screamed bloody murder. My parents, thinking that it was my sister falling out of bed onto her broken pelvis from the car accident, ran into her room on the other side of the house. So I was just screaming and screaming and sobbing, and it (laughs) felt like it took hours for them to come to me. It was horrifying. That is. It was probably like only a minute, but it felt so long. So then when they came in, they tried to convince me it was just a dream. Probably all those Stephen King books. (laughs) (laughs) You read is what my dad had said. Same girl. But then he asked me why I had the blinds up. I looked as he went to start closing them and every single blind was fully up. I kid you not. No. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm d- I'm done. Fucking scariest thing I ever experienced until a few years later that is. I, of course, did not handle that well, and that was the last night I slept in that room. I would have been out of that house. <laughs> that is terrifying. You might not have had that choice at that No, age. I don't I probably I probably she probably did not. Yeah. No. <laughs> So the next thing that happened to me was about two years later, around 1995, I had moved out of home and was moving from the little flat, like a condo, I was living in to look for a house to move in with my then boyfriend. It was a cold, rainy winter day, and at the time, when looking at rental properties, you could just go to the real estate agency and get the keys and show yourself through to see if you wanted to apply to rent it. So I had the keys and I was by myself. I pulled up on the street in front of this house. It was a pretty green house, Californian bungalow style, which was popular in Victoria in the early 20th century. So this house was probably coming up to maybe 80 years old. It had this tiny little white picket fence that was maybe a foot tall. Kind of weird, but cute nonetheless. <laughs> the front of the house, I always wondered about those. They're little useless. Yeah, yeah, they're useless, but they're cute. They, they mark the property line. Yeah, I guess that's true. And it is, I, they are very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> the front of the house had a little porch and the front door had stained glass in it, which was also super pretty. The keys I had didn't open the front door, which I thought was weird, but I thought I'd go to the back of the property and see if I could get in via the back door. I had tried looking through the window into the hallway, but it was warped and weird looking. I thought from the refraction of the light through the stained glass. I walked around the side of the house and up the driveway. 
I stopped to look into a window I could see, which was into the kitchen. I was stood cupping my hand to the glass to get rid of the reflection, and I could see a pretty vintage kitchen. It was pink. I've always been a sucker for pink and green bathrooms and (laughs) kitchens. But as I looked, it was like the image shimmered, like as if I was watching a movie and they were fading to another scene. It was weird, and I started to feel off. Like there was just a kind of menacing feel that started. I tried to shake it off, thinking the dreary day was getting to me and telling myself there was no way I could have seen the room move. That's so spooky. I know. That's really, really weird. Mm -hmm. I walked to the backyard where I saw something in the ground further down the yard. I went to look and it looked like maybe a bomb shelter half buried in the ground. You could see there was a door, but it was half underground. So the effect was like this half-height sloped roof concrete shed where the door was half buried in the ground so the whole thing was only like two feet high. Super weird. By this point, I was feeling really awful as if I was being watched. I walked back toward the house and noticed it had two back doors, absolutely side by side. No reason for this. It looked so weird. But as I stood there looking at it, I felt a fully distinct being watched kind of feeling. I hightailed it out of there because I just started crying and felt like I was in immediate danger. Cannot explain it any other way. and nearly tripped over my own feet running down the driveway. I jumped over the weird tiny foot high fence, got into my car and sat there sobbing and trembling. I was so scared. I cannot explain it. So that's not the weirdest part of this story though. Here's where it gets super freaky. Sorry, you'll now have that song in your head. (laughs) Yeah, You're so right. Thank you. (laughs) So at the time I was working in my parents' business, they had a small business making custom furniture and selling it retail and wholesale. I was working in the workshop building furniture with my older brother. I was telling him what had happened. And before I got to the details, he stopped me and asked if the house was green. All I had said so far was that I went to see a house in West Geelong (laughs) and it had a weird tiny fence and a stained glass window on the front door. I stopped and said, yes, it was. How do you know? He kind of went white and said to me, I and I quote, don't ever go in that house. Never. Ooh, chills. (laughs) I was kind of taken aback and thought he maybe knew some drug dealers who lived there or something. He was a pothead at the time, (laughs) at that point, so it was entirely a valid conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) But he said no, he had a dream about the house, and it was a dangerous house, and he described the house in detail. The hallway, the pink kitchen, the weird bomb shelter in the backyard, and the twin back doors. Mm. So I was freaked out. I told him the rest of the story, and we both tried to come up with plausible explanations for him dreaming about the house that I visited and both of us feeling it was very malevolent, but we couldn't. No explanation. Needless to say, I did not rent the house. Ha ha. <laughs> don't blame me, girl. I would have yeah. gotten the hell yeah, out of there. Don't rent that house. Not advised. <laughs> not advised. <laughs> So I've had two more experiences since then, but I'm going to tell you about the last one first because the next one chronologically is long. The last experience I have had 
was when I was visiting a friend in 2019. I live in Western Australia, and she lives in my old hometown, where I went to high school with her, on the other side of the country in Victoria. By the way, is it not freaking badass that she lives in Australia? I I mean, yes, it is very badass. <laughs> of all the people, though, to write us a listener story, <laughs> like the first one is from the place that I want to go more than anything. That we just are think- going to go to. Yeah, eventually we are going to go. Yes. Hope to see you there sometime, Sarah. <laughs> but eventually I'm going to go there. Mm. Anyway, sorry, it's sidetracked, but I just cannot. When you said that, you're like, she's from Australia. I was like, really? That is freaking so cool. <laughs> anyway, I also have five kids. So this was a much needed getaway on my own short trip. You know yes, all girl. about getaways from yeah. kids. Yeah. <laughs> five kids you are a superhero (laughs) i was only spending one night at her house before going to my parents house we had a great night catching up a few drinks but not getting shit-faced i was to sleep in the second story of her house it is only a three-bedroom house and i wasn't kicking one of her kids out of their beds so we made a mattress up on the floor of the study family area upstairs her partner and son are musicians So there's recording equipment, musical instruments, and general office stuff up there like printers and computers. I went to bed, turned the lights out, and almost immediately felt kind of scared for no reason. (laughs) I tried to ignore it and get some sleep for about half an hour, but then the printer started up. It was the freakiest, weirdest thing. I was too scared to look up. I was actually so petrified. I could hear the printer clearly printing, and it went on for at least 10 minutes. I should also add, it's not a wireless printer. You have to be on the computer, which is plugged into it, to get anything printed. Once it turned off, I was just kind of laying there, facing away from the stairs, when I felt something watching me. Genuinely felt like I knew something was staring at me. I broke out in a cold sweat, but after about another 10 or 15 minutes of pep-talking myself, saying I was being silly, imagining things, etc., I decided to roll over and look, and holy fuck, at the top of the (laughs) stairs, like on the top step, but not the landing step, if that makes sense, there was this woman just there. She was 100% floating. She had long hair. It was like floating out behind her, and she had a long dress on, but not the old school kind, more like a boho hippie maxi dress style. That interests me so much because you always hear they're wearing old clothes. You never Mm -hmm. hear any not wearing old clothes. People died in every era, you know. Exactly. (laughs) So I wonder what it is. But Mm. of course she would get like the chic, like fucking ghost, right? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the stylish one. But her fucking eyes, she was actually staring at me and she not only had eyes, I mean, you would... I mean, would you even think ghosts have eyes? But they were (laughs) fucking glowing. Not red. Kind of like a pale yellow orange. But they were glowing. (laughs) So I just kind of lay there scared to death. But I had the strongest feeling that she couldn't go any further. Like she couldn't get off the stairs. Don't know why I felt that, but I did. I told my friend the next day and she just kind of laughed. But she had no plausible explanation for the lady on the stairs or the printer turning on. Also, there was nothing printed in the printer. I'm glad you added that because I was going to ask. Yeah. So who knows? (laughs) Also, 
if it's dead quiet and a printer starts printing, that is a jarring sound. Like that, that's a really like, well, I don't know. That's terrifying. Mine is really, really quiet, but it is also really, really slow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess that is true. I just, I've had some printers where it's like loud and loud, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's scary. Yeah. Now, on to the final story, and this one's a doozy for sure. Also, I'm sorry this is so long, but I figured if I was telling you about one, may as well know about all of the things, right? Hell yeah. and don't be sorry. Yeah, never be sorry for the length because I love it. (laughs) Okay, so in 2006, just before Christmas, speaking of, we just had this talk about Christmas in Australia. And here she is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Christmas. Okay. So in 2006, just before Christmas, we, my then husband, now ex-husband, who is a wife-beating arsehole, so I try not to refer to him by husband, FYI, and four kids. I'm sorry that you had to go through that, by the way. Yeah. But good on you for making him an ex. Yes. Moved from Western Australia, where we were living, back to Victoria, where I mostly grew up. His work was moving us, so we had all of our stuff shipped, and they put us up in a hotel over Christmas, then a short-term rental from early January 2007 until we could find find and lease a proper house. We had just gone from the hotel where he'd where we'd spent the last two weeks, and this would have been our first night in what was supposed to be a six-week stay. It was super, super hot summer here, and particularly hot spell too. So hot New Year's and Christmas. Like crazy. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? I honestly cannot. <laughs> It would make going out to celebrate New Year's in those little short, shiny dresses and stuff Much way better. easier. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> the short-term rental was a small unit. You would call it a townhouse because it's like a bunch of them all together. It had two stories, which isn't actually common for over here. Most places are single level. My four- That's really interesting. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt on that, but that is really interesting. That is. I, I didn't know that. I wonder why. Me too. And also that would have been really good for me looking for a house when I had Val. <laughs> anyway, sorry. My four kids were between the ages of one and nine. They would be sharing one room for six weeks. Ooh. The unit was small. You walked in the back door, which was the front door, weirdly, (laughs) through the laundry where there was a tiny little stairwell with a staircase that doubled back on itself. There was a giant storage cupboard under the stairs, then a teeny tiny kitchenette and living room. Upstairs, there was a tiny little hallway slash landing, which had four doors off it, a bedroom at either end, then a toilet and a bathroom. The whole hallway was maybe like two to three meters, which is about seven to 11 feet. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. Thank <laughs> you. We're, we're slow on those things. The first thing I noticed was that it was freezing in the house. It's like 
40 degrees outside, which is about 108-ish for you Fahrenheit peeps. Thanks again. <laughs> when I read that the first time when she said that, mm-hmm. I was like, 40 degrees? It's not freezing, but it's cold. <laughs> and then I was like, 108. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. It, it looks a lot different. <laughs> but the house is so, so cold. The heater wasn't working, which to even think about having the heater on in that kind of weather should have been a red flag, but whatever. Definitely. <laughs> I I was dealing with stress from an abusive marriage, an interstate move, and four young kids. Being cold was kind of like, eh, deal with it. But so when I tried to turn the heater on, it just wouldn't work. It was like... It was like an old style gas wall heater. So I checked the pilot light. It was on. I just couldn't get any heat to come out of the thing. Next, I noticed the oven was on. Again, this was a gas stove and oven. So I turned the dial to off, not wanting to poison us, of course. Mm -hmm. Then as I was trying to figure out, figure that out, the kids started yelling and crying from upstairs. I got up the stairs and they're in the bedroom all huddled together on the bed. They said that there was something under the bed. I got down on the floor and lifted the bedding up to look under the bed. There was nothing there, but while I was there, I felt someone touch my shoulder, like tapped me on the shoulder. So I stood up and turned around expecting my then husband, but (laughs) He wasn't in the room, and the kids were still huddled on the bed crying on the other side of the room. I tried to ignore the feeling I was getting, tried to get the kids to calm down, but they kept saying there was something in the corner under the bed. By this point, I was thinking, fuck, what do I do? We decided that we should go get some dinner. Maybe we're all just hungry. Hangry, not hungry. (laughs) Hangry. (laughs) Wow, that's terrifying, first of all. Yep. I noticed on the way out that the oven dial was again on, so I turned it off again. We went down the street to a pizza place and had some dinner and felt a bit better. Back to the house, and as we were walking in the teeny little hallway, I noticed a girl on the stairs out of the corner of my eye. It didn't really register. I just figured it was one of my kids. I mean, there's four of them running around. Except as I got into the living room, I realized all four of them were already in the living room and there's no way they could have been on the stairs. Mm. E. Plus, I'm pretty sure the girl I saw was wearing long braids on both sides of her head and was wearing a pinafore dress, like old school style. Wow. So, okay, getting weirder, but trying really hard not to freak out because I had enough going on. (laughs) I also noticed the fucking oven dial was on again. I managed to get the kids to calm down and finally can get the heater working because despite the outside heat, it's still fucking freezing inside. But then while we were watching TV, the kids were playing upstairs and every time they went on the stairs, the heater turned off. Every time. Wow. I'm getting more and more weirded out, so decided it's bedtime. Sleep will fix everything, right? It always does. I feel like it does. (laughs) (laughs) Once we were all in bed, at least one of the kids was in bed with us because they were freaked out as well. The bedroom door was cracked open just slightly, and we left the hallway light on in case the other kids needed to get up in the night. 
I tried to go to sleep, but then I started hearing footsteps in the hallway. They were heavy and slow, and I could hear the floorboards creaking with every step. I asked my moronic, then husband, if he heard that. He said, yes, and then we both saw the door opening ever so slightly, just a few inches, then it would close a bit. Then the footsteps would head away from the room, then come back, and the door would open again. This went on all night. I was genuinely terrified. The next morning, we were all up super early because, duh, shitty night's sleep. Moron for brains went to work. (laughs) I gathered the kids together and told them to hang out in the bathroom while I showered. Literally not a single complaint. They were also terrified. I considered not showering, but I needed to wake up and be human, so I needed a shower. Quickest shower of my life. Ha ha. We went to my sister's house in the next town over for the day. Don't blame you. And didn't go back to the rental until dinner time. We tried ignoring stuff, but the oven dial was on again. The heater again stopped working. And there were now distinct footsteps on the stairs while we tried watching TV. I called my sister and said we were coming to stay at your house. We can't stay here. I went to grab the suitcases from the cupboard under the stairs and turned around to exit the cupboard when I saw a bunch of writing on the walls in there. Fuck no. I kid you not. It was like graffiti city under those stairs and every single comment written gave me chills. They're they're coming for you. Get out. Things live in this place. What the fuck? Stuff like that. That is probably the first time I've ever read a like story like this, like someone's eyewitness account and Uh actually got goosebumps. I my arms right now. Are covered in them. Yeah, like all the times you're like, I got goosebumps. I'm like, I didn't. But this time I did. Yeah. That is straight up out of a scary movie. Yeah, it is. (laughs) They were written in different handwritings, different colors, different pins. I could not get out fast enough. Don't blame you. We went to my sister's house and crashed on our couch and spare room for the next few weeks. My brother-in-law and then (laughs) and the Mormon... Mormon. Mormon. <laughs> Sorry, Mormon. <laughs> the moron fuckface. <laughs> I just love the progression. I know, me too. He's, I mean, he deserves everything. Oh, definitely. Went back to the rental the next day to get the rest of our stuff that we left there. My brother-in-law got super freaked out. The oven was on again. And then my fucking wanker of an ex-husband <laughs> decided he saw or heard something and not only hightailed it out of there, took the keys, slammed the door behind him, leaving my brother-in-law inside yelling to be let out. What a fucking dick. <laughs> That's an aside, but he's just such an arsehole that it deserves mentioning (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) anyway speaking to the agent who manages the rental explaining that we can't stay there and he says i can't fucking rent this unit for the life of me every single time it's booked for more than a night they bail on the booking um yeah the place is a fucking portal to the next (laughs) terror dimension of course people don't stay there (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, I did look it up afterwards, and the only thing I could find was that in the late 1800s, there was a large fire in that area that killed some people. But I couldn't say for sure if it was the exact same address, but just generally in the vicinity. Other than that, no explanation for the weirdness, but I will say I have never in my whole 46 years felt so scared as I did then. Genuine terror without any exaggeration. Mm-hmm. So that's my story, stories. I hope they gave you some enjoyment. Maybe Definitely. they're juicy enough to use on your podcast. Maybe not. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more than just my word, but I don't. Your word's enough. Mm-hmm. But it was all real. Not a single shred of doubt at all. And I will stick by that till the day that I die. We'll stick with you. <laughs> Weird as fuck. Oh, and yeah, in case you were curious, I eventually got rid of the dead weight (laughs) that was my moronic ex-husband, and I met an amazing man from Minnesota. Wow. Hey, from our side of the world. And he moved out here for me. I would have moved out there for you, too. Oh, in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) And we got married and had a beautiful baby girl. Congratulations. And all that fun stuff. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully you like these. Keep up the awesome work on the podcast. I really enjoy listening to both to you both while I draw. So thanks for that. That totally made my whole day. Yeah. That's so nice. That <laughs> was great. I she was really good at telling that story. Yes, she was. Maybe we should hire her for a writer or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you wanna help us? <laughs> I mean, we have no money to pay you. No, not at all. <laughs> we kind of just want to hang out, yeah, honestly. That too. Oh, have a place to crash when we go to Australia, you know? (laughs) You're so lucky to live there. And thank you so, 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 so much for submitting your stories to us. And also, you're probably the most supportive person. Non-family member or friend. Yeah, non-family member. We don't know you. Yeah. I feel like I know you, but we've we've (laughs) never met or anything and... Your support and the fact that you wrote us stories and you're always commenting on stuff on our Instagram, you know, it it really, really, really does mean a lot to us. And so we're just, we just wanted this episode basically to uh, highlight you. Yeah, pretty much. Also, like you said, you had to go first. Someone had to go first. So why not be you, right? And I mean, you are a act to follow, let me tell you. Yeah. But don't worry to any future submitters. It does not have to be like a dramatization of anything. You don't have to write like Stephen King or Dean Coons. Oh, no. You can tell us that your dog was acting fucking weird. We'd like to hear it, honestly. Well, whether it's a paragraph or several pages, if like it's anything to do with dogs for sure. Oh, definitely. But, and you can also send your pictures. We won't, we wouldn't mind that either. Do love some animal pictures. Mm-hmm. But Sarah, thank you very much mm-hmm. for letting us do this episode. Yep. And anyone else that has supported us on Instagram too, because Instagram's probably our main platform. Because I still can't get on TikTok yeah one of these days i'm gonna fix it and i'm gonna get on there and i'm gonna update it and get all the videos on there that were supposed to go on there but (laughs) i just it's not working well our instagram is very active and we have 
you know, a few followers on there. And according to Spotify and Apple, we have some listeners. Yeah. So more than three. More than three, guys. So <laughs> to, to any of you that do listen and you do follow us on Instagram or any Facebook, we do have Facebook. We're not quite as active on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we really, really do appreciate you. And we really do want to hear your stories. And we hope that you have a very, very good holiday season, whatever holiday you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, don't forget, make some good resolutions to break this year. Definitely. Yeah. So our busted ass socials are Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at This Is Legend Pod. <laughs> I forget we say TikTok all the time. And what do we have anything on TikTok? We have some of our audio clips, but I just, it won't let me get on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Maybe that's what I'll do this holiday season is try really, really, really hard to get it fixed so that I can get back on there. (laughs) (laughs) And you can submit all of your weird shit stories to us, like everything, every weird little thing. You're on a freaking bike and someone like turns their head 180 degrees to stare at you. Go ahead. Tell us about it. (laughs) That would scare the shit out of me. Tell us about how you picked a penny up on the wrong side you know tails up and then you had the worst day of your life after that yeah we really do want to know or the weird way your starbucks barista put your name on your cup that's still (laughs) weird we will still talk about it that would be hilarious too (laughs) so send those submissions to us at our website this is legendpod.com and of course our email this is legendpod at gmail.com. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>